I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art Podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creatives and artists of all walks of life. Paul, how are you? I'm doing good, but apparently I make editing hard for you, so... You do make editing hard... Why? ...for me. I don't know. It just... Sometimes it gets difficult. The last episode outside... Yeah, that's not my fault. Oh, my God. How's that my fault? It's not your fault. It was stupid of me to think that we could do it sitting by the street on a busy day. It was kind of fun, though. It was. It was What's really wrong with fun. a little bit of street noise? It was just a little hard. I did learn something, though. Oh, oh this, and this, ought is to, a, this ought to be This is good. important for artists to know, because you want to get 1% better, you know, every time you do something, at least 1% better just that way you're constantly improving you can get more than one percent if you're not moving forward you're you're probably slipping backwards exactly and i learned some editing techniques that i didn't know about and in fact i learned them after i published the show because i went back to the the show when i had more time and was more relaxed and thought and you republished it no i was like is there is there a better way to do this because there was a lot of stuff in the last episode that i wish i would have done differently and and i even let it go into the main uh file that i uploaded and uh, I was like, wow, I didn't even know this was a feature in Logic Pro X. So, you know, you learn. You got some kind of noise removal. Is that what you meant to say? It's, it, I, there's a name Come for on, it. Come on, nerd. No, there's, no just, there's a name for it. Oh, I can't remember oh. what it is. It's, uh, it's basically where it's an automation where you can tell the system to take a clip and chop out all the noise below a certain decibel level. Decibel. Uh-huh. That's what they are. They're decibels. They're not decibels. Anyway, I learned something new from that episode. I'm pretty happy about it. So... And I'm I, sure it was. It's fine without it. Do you think anybody listened to that podcast and thought, "Man, if this would be awesome if there, if if I, know, I don't think if the free hertz was removed." I know. Rah. I know. Somebody complained. Yeah. Who? Just well, they didn't really complain. They just you know, it was a little noisy. It wasn't normal. And I was tired in the beginning. Yeah, Kurt Cobain couldn't. I recorded his guitar, but no one cares. That's I know. Fine. I recorded it like two in the morning. That intro, oh. and I'd already we'd already had the day right. And I'd, I'd edited. I was, it was just kicking my ass, and I was waiting for my my uh, lavalier right to charge up again because I left it on in the bag after we got you done recording. Big dummy, I know. Well, you wanted to record the intro with the lavalier instead yeah. of the regular mic for continuity. Yeah. Jeez. So you, you guys, uh, and we I'm forgot to, we forgot to get room tone uh, out I, on the street. I didn't. Well, I, well why are you right, saying we? I, yeah, I forgot. I don't I, give a fuck about room I tone. I forgot. Anyway. Uh, so I, I stole a segment of of audio from the file that where we didn't talk mm-hmm. for a minute. I, dead air. Uh, yeah, was ba- yeah, dead air. There's a lot of it in there. But I was able to take some of that and use it, luckily, for the beginning. So it sounded like we were still there when I recorded the intro. If that makes any sense. Well, but not I, everybody but knows I, was so, I was so tired. I was like, hi, I'm Michael Worth. Welcome to the podcast. I think we should just do this <sighs> on, the, on the memo app. I mean, really, it's it don't have to be this complicated. This isn't complicated. I like it. it this is actually easy. You really, you really are appreciating the studio now, ain't you? I am. I am. But we're still not using my rack gear, right? And I know. Hey, you I made know. some progress. A little it, bit. It's not much. The bear looks good. The bear looks really. I good. I do like yeah. that. Really good. Very impressed. We need to. We need to get on topic because we're huh? we're going to run out of time. Are we? Yeah. Time is a you got things to do. I got things to do. We got booze to drink. You got ice melting. I got ice melting. Um, there's a couple things I do want to talk about. All right. If you're listening to this episode, I'm going to bring up to speed really quick. We're going to talk a little bit about a lawsuit that's happening right now, and it, it's it's kind of fun. I don't want to get into details until we get there. And then I also want to talk a little bit about ageism real quick. This came up in a in a kind of a discussion online where. 
people are like, well, are you ever, are you really ever too old to start? Are you, are, are you just too old to do what you're doing? And, you know, are you too young? You know, all these things just started coming up. And I don't think you can put an age on art. There's a lot of people who honestly think that they're too old to start because they've been told that they have to go to, they have to go to school, go to college and do their thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You're in your twenties. You're looking at me like you just don't care. I believe it. Did you remember hit record this time? I did. Oh. It's it's being recorded right now. Right. Yeah. But you know, they, they feel there's a lot of artists who just feel defeated. And I think I, you know, what's ha- you know what the problem is? Oh, we haven't had a drink. That's, you think that's that, the problem? Yeah. We're just not lubed. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so my wife, we're going to come back to this folks. We, we did, really are. We did something similar. She got you some stuff. Just, just keep in mind. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be 50. Since we're talking about age, I'm going to be 50 when? real soon, uh, July 19th. Now I know you're at your age. Yeah. Your address. And uh, let's be honest. My brain's not working as good as it used to, but uh, I'm okay with it. So I thought, because I've never had it, literally never had it in my 50 years on this planet. I've never had sex on the beach. To drink or for real? Oh, okay. <laughs> Too much sand. I- <laughs> I just look. Let's just move on. I'm a big guy. It's like sandpaper. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've never had I'm one like of the, 80 grit. I've, ne- I've never had one of these either. Really? Yeah. yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Why? You know, I like fruity mixed I, I know, but Lisa picked it up yesterday at the liquor store like she did the buttery nipples yeah, the last I like her. She makes good choices. Yeah, she does. This this is a tasty little, little thing. It's 20% alcohol by volume. It's called Sex on the Beach. It comes in a little shot glass with a divider in it. That way the cream is divided from... The liquor and you should save uh, these and make your own little mixed drinks with these. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. We should do that. And she picked up, she picked up uh, that that uh, what was that peanut butter whiskey you bought? Screwball, screwball. Yes. Oh, she got she picked, some of that. She oh, picked up so the little singles. Oh, it's so so good. I could pack them in my lunch if I want to. <laughs> I'm all ready to break rules at work too. Oh, no. I got I got chewed out for my hair anyway. For it being down. Yeah, oh. it was it was too long. It was hanging down too far, and you know you know the rules. All right, hippie. All right, yeah. down the hatch. Let's down the hatch. Go ahead. You do it first because I want to talk while you're trying this out. What do you think? <laughs> uh-uh. Nope. Nope. Buttery nipple. Yes. Yeah. Yes, here. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Banana. See, like sand in the and cracks. Pear. Just like Liquor. sand. Just like sand in the cracks. It, uh. it has a bite to it. <laughs> maybe if I had some, maybe if it was chilled a little bit or something. I don't know. I don't like that. Anyway, this is, this brings it all back out of me right now. What I was going to say about ageism is I'm going to be 50 soon. I still act like I'm 14, right? I can't help it. It's just the way I am. You act how you act. It's, it's one of them things where it, it's never too late. I want to just bring that into this situation uh, because I hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't have time and it's, it's, I'm going to be, I'm going to be old. Uh, I remember when I was 19 and I felt like 30 was old or I felt like 40 was old and 50 was, you know, why would grandpa want to be doing this? So I really, I want to hear your take on the idea that age, age has nothing to do with it, you know, or it does. I, yeah, I think we're going to disagree a little bit on here, but I mean, I think you'll see my point same as I see yours, but it depends on what you're talking about. Age does have some does have something to do with it. If you're going to, it, it's more of a percentage though. You're not going to make it as a, as a rock star. And once you're in your forties as easily as you are in your twenties, right, there's right. always some exceptions to the rule. That doesn't mean you shouldn't keep trying to put your stuff out there and do things. Um, the offspring, they were in their late thirties. And, and I think one of them was in their early forties before they, they made it and they were playing stadiums and, and had a song on the radio. But, by and large, 
it's an uphill battle and it's not the same. And it's the same way with anything else. If you're, you know, an actor or you're in the stuff, but then you have like Renee Russo. I'm glad I got some of these right on that I can recall. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, she was 45 before she starred in her first big film. Right. Um, and she didn't start acting until late. So there are exceptions and you shouldn't let that stop you from your dream, but you, you still have to temper that with realism and know that that's your main if that's all you're trying to do and it's not just the fact that you want to create or the fact that you want to do something you want to broaden your horizons, if it's purely just to, to try to reach some level of success, it's going to be harder. And a lot of this stuff, yeah. when you're older, you spend your, your 20s as an artist networking and making these contacts that's going to help you when you're in your late 20s or early 30s. That is going to springboard you. And you can get into your stride when you're later in life right? rather than trying to start. Right. But if you just start as an older person, you also have a lot more life experience to draw on. Mm -hmm. um, you may be able to write meaningful stuff. You may be able to bring that to your, if you're a painter or a photographer, you can bring that experience that a younger person will have. And it may set you apart. That shouldn't discourage you from, from trying to learn something or starting late as long as you have your, your yes. goals and, and you're realistic about what those should be and, and what you're going to do. There's advantages and disadvantages of age. And if you play on that, like I, I felt like an old man when I was starting to go to some of these concerts of bands I had never heard of when I was back photographing bands, I was, I was the 40 year old guy yeah. in, in a sea of 20 year olds. I'm starting to feel that. And it was like, okay, maybe, maybe photography and music isn't my thing anymore. Although I still think that there's a lot of experience that goes along with this. I, it's a tough subject, and I didn't want to go into great detail about this. I just wanted to let people know that there's advantages and disadvantages of age. And I want to give a few examples. Uh, the great Stan Lee from Marvel, uh, he was 39 when he came up with Fantastic Four. Wow. So, I mean, he, he really didn't get started until he was 39. So he's almost 40 years old before he started. That was the first one he came up with? Yes, that, that was okay. the first one. Him, Kirby, Jack Kirby was... Part of that as well. Yeah, I, I don't. Probably. I don't know the the details. I should know the details. Uh, Vera Wang was forty years old before she got into the fashion industry. Mm, uh, I she bet would, Wang Chung falls in that too. Probably. I mean, I could go. There's a big list, exhaustive list, and a lot of these people on this list are are business people too. But I did find this one kind of neat. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah, motherfucker. That a, motherfucker. Yeah, how old he was? He's way older than when he got into what was it? Yeah, he was he was forty three before he got into his first movie in 1991. That's amazing. Yeah, I knew that, but I forgot. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it goes on the idea of the advantages of your age, too, because he wouldn't have played that part very well if he was 20. No. It, it just wouldn't have worked. You know, uh, same thing with Steve Carell. I think he was, he was in his 40s. I think he was 42 before he got his big break with The Office. <laughs> you know, and that, that— But he had had some stuff with, like, The, the Daily Show and other stuff. Yeah, and I, and I think that's common for artists anyway. Most of us start young. But, but we I may think not, for your question, though, you know, it's like, what about that there's a 45-year-old old person, man or woman, and they're listening to this podcast, and they just happen upon it, and they like art, but they don't really—they're not artists, but— They've always wanted yeah. to paint, yeah. or they've always wanted to learn how to play guitar. Yeah, it's not too late to right to learn and broaden your your horizons. It's uh, not. Julia Child was fifty years old before she launched her career as a celebrity chef. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize she was that old before she really got started. And you know, I would be I'd be remiss if I that's a big word didn't mention our next celebrity and say that she found success at a later age. If I wasn't already wearing the MG Flash, oh Betty shirt. White, yeah Betty White. She didn't get her big break until the, the Mary Tyler Moore show 
Uh, she was 51 when that came out. Was she really? Yeah. You believe that? But she had been, she didn't just start show business though. No, she didn't. She didn't do that. But, um, you know, it, it's. See, I think there's a, there's a difference there. You got guys like us that's been doing this our whole life. And it's yeah. not like we're just getting into it. And I think the question is, do you continue as an older man when, or older woman, as an older artist, when there's newer and fresher things and people yeah. coming up? I think that's different. That's a different question than, okay, do well, I start? Can I start right now? Well, and I thought me, that's what we were talking about. Well, a little bit of both, but let me give you this example. And this, this one is the one that should kick every painter in the ass. Okay, this is directed right at people who paint, who decide they want to pick up a brush and learn how to paint late in life. Anna Marie Robertson Moses, better known as Grandma Moses, began her prolific painting career at 78. <laughs> she was 78 yeah. years old before she began. So, yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying too, but I wanted to add that in there. No, but, and, but, and that's a good, that's a perfect example. Yeah. It's never too late to start. Yeah. That is going to be the exception to the rule. It yeah, is all it is. art, art in general, and most, especially, you know, the, the art that encompasses entertainment yeah. is always going to be a young person's game. Yeah, and, absolutely. But, but there is room for, for the anomaly. I want to finish up this discussion so we can get into what we really want to get into. Um, I asked a question on Twitter. Uh, what is your biggest struggle as an artist? You know, and I, was, I, I should have put age in here, but I didn't. Uh, out of my choices, I've got making enough money, inspiration, motivation, time, and other. Nobody nobody responded at all to others like they didn't want to share, but, you know, whatever. Come on, folks. What was number one? Uh, there was a tie between time and making enough money. Yeah, that's, that's your biggest struggle. Uh, inspiration, it surprised me though. Inspiration and motivation only accounted for 14% of the total votes, meaning that people have plenty of ideas. Yeah. It's just that they can't find the time to implement it or they feel like they're not making enough money to do it. Mm -hmm. I find that I fall under the making enough money because materials cost so much. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to get too involved in, in debt on spec. Right. right. I don't do a lot of commission work, although I still have one that's just looming over me that will not go away. It's like every time I try to finish it, I can't. Why? Is that inspiration? No, no. The inspiration, I don't get a lot of inspiration out of, out of that work. It's, it's almost like going to work, right. a, a job. But, but you, have to find, you have to find a way to make that, to find your own creativity. I mean, what I like, it, it's like you see um, animators or you see like a lot of these Disney shows or even some of the old Bugs Bunnies and you look into them and they freeze frame them and they find little like innuendos or, <laughs> or little stuff. Yeah. And, and I just think, man, how cool would that have been to be working on that back then? And you and your buddy and you guys are animating this and you're like, well, we're going to put this, these three frames in here and yeah. nobody would probably ever see it. And I mean, <laughs> it's just, I mean, that is just ways that these guys are coming up with creative ways to keep themselves interesting doing what's, a nine to five yeah. to them, but to all the rest of us, yeah. like how cool would that be to draw that stuff? It would be cool. So let's move on to the next. All subject, right, let's go. Cause this is, this is important. You brought this to me, uh, in a, in a message today and it, yeah. it really, this is wild, ain't it? it? Yeah. It consumed me quite a bit. Um, because it, it made me think of some other things. The Pandora's box. I'm going to, I'm going to start with the idea that if, if you're an artist of any kind and you get a hankering or the inspiration, the muse hits you like a two ton heavy thing right beside your head and you go, I'm going to do a picture of Miles Davis. I would caution you on that <laughs> because it seems like Miles Davis is, uh, one of them subject matters that you better not do, right? Because there's angry photographers out there who 
will probably try to uh, make money. I shouldn't say angry photographers. That's not right. They're, we'll get into this because it's important. Yeah, because I'm not really sure what side I'm on on this. Yeah, I'm, me neither. On this on this particular case, I, I can see Let's Tell them what it's about. So Kat Von D is getting sued. Kat Von D, for those who don't know, is a famous tattoo artist. Yeah, and that, remember that famous part because that's important, I think, to the lawsuit. Yeah. She had a friend come in. And she was going to, he wanted a picture of Miles Davis on his arm and she didn't charge him for it. Right. It was a free I didn't catch gig, that. Yeah. Right. Uh, they used a photo and I'm, I'm going to try to find the photographer's name who originally, it's so hard to find stuff when you're trying to look. Uh, Jeffrey B. Sedlick. Hope I say that right. Uh, he's the photographer who took a picture of Miles Davis. If you've ever seen the image of Miles Davis with like, he's like, he's doing the shh thing with his finger he's got the index finger across his you know his lips and he's kind of in in thought maybe it's a thought mm -hmm. scene or it's whatever it's a bit of a famous photo so. it, it is a famous photo it's something that uh is iconic for miles davis and the image mm -hmm. and i think that also stands on some of the merit of of the lawsuit but yeah she's getting sued because she did that exact image on this guy's arm and I want to hear your take on it first because, well, I would just want to hear it because it's important because there's some things, being uh, somebody who I'll, I've taken a lot of photos of famous people mm -hmm. and I've signed contracts before doing concerts that basically dictate you can only use this photo for editorial purposes based on why you got the pass, you know, for that editorial. You can't even sell it to other magazines in that, in that regard. And I've been told you can't use this again. You can't do that. And you can't do this with the image. And it's just crazy, but I know why they do it. I want to hear your take on this particular thing. I, man, I don't know. Cause I, it's just, I, I just, it's a tattoo for one thing. So yeah. it's not like it's a, they're making a print of it to would, sell. Would you feel better if I brought up fair use? If I, if I actually defined what fair use is, because that's the argument here. What is it? Cat, uh, I think in all intentions thought she was in under the fair use doctrine of the image to put it on somebody else. Because it was her doing the art based on a reference. Yeah. Right? So a lot of people get fair use crazy. <laughs> and they think that, well, it's on the internet, so it must be free to use. Right? I'm not saying she pulled it from the internet, anything like that. But most likely, the reference came off the internet. Uh, I'm going to use Merriam-Webster's uh, definition. I'm going to read this verbatim. A legal doctrine that portions of copyrighted materials may be used without permission of the copyright owner provided the use is fair and reasonable does not substantially impair the value of the materials and does not curtail the profits reasonably expected by the owner i think that falls what what cat did falls perfectly under that yeah but and and i agree but it makes me wonder did did the photographer take the image knowing there's going to be lawsuits that he can profit from other people using his I doubt image it. because reasonably expected by the owner that that phrase right there really really kind of and, and, and well, I'm and not reasonably, a lawyer reasonably. you know you're not a lawyer neither one of us went to law school you don't know that uh, I do know that but anyway go ahead with now that you know what fair use is and our audience is familiar with what fair use is. I feel like it's not like selling a print. It's it's not like making. She didn't even make a painting of that picture or a drawing. I mean, and to me, I don't know how I feel about that either. But 
she put a tattoo on somebody. So is the Rolling Stones or Andy Warhol going to start suing everybody that's got the, the tattoo artist that put the tongue and the lips. Ain't that Andy Warhol's? Didn't he design that logo, the Stones logo for the... Uh, I think he did, yes. Yeah. It's iconic. Yeah. And is, what about the Harley-Davidson logo? They own that logo. Yeah. We're in Southern Ohio, and I know a lot of bikers. Everybody and their yeah. brother has the, the shield and bar on there. Yeah. And it is a trademarked yeah. image, by yeah. the way. Yeah, so of course. It's even beyond copyright on that, that So, level. And in this case, she did it for a friend, but even if she charged to do it, she's not charging... She's not charging to to do the piece of art. She's charging to do that piece of art on a on the skin. So I I don't know. I don't know. I I just don't. I don't see how you can sue for that. I just don't. Well, it's a 1989 photograph. I'm not really sure when Miles Davis passed away. So I mean, we're we're probably. I mean, we're not going to get new images of. Mm -hmm. He is dead, right? Yeah. Okay. This, I don't this, like you know. And then, then you think too. Well, what about the estate of Miles Davis? This is his likeness. It's what if you don't want your likeness on somebody's skin? Can he well, that, sue? That if happened. you take a picture of me yeah. and it's your picture, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that you can do whatever you want with that picture unless, unless it's some kind of conceptual art and you're hiring me as an actor to, to do something. That's different. That's yeah. yours and you can do with it what you want. But if you just take a portrait of a, a picture of me and then you decide you're going to sell that to a Volkswagen for an ad. I don't think I'm necessarily hip hip to that unless I know what it's going to be used for ahead of time. Yeah. So I think personally, I think the reason for the lawsuit is Kat Von D is famous. She has a presence, right? There's yeah. She's famous, and he thinks he can get some money out of her. But well, if, I mean, if I did, I, it. I don't want to think of the 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 dirty side of it. I really don't. I I, I think okay. If if uh, Adam Jones in Chattanooga is a is an artist not even tattoo artist, just an artist and somebody commissions him to do a, a painting for their house of seinfeld does that give seinfeld the the right to sue the artist who made the painting of the picture because nobody knows who this guy is mm -hmm. in chattanooga now if there's a if there's just by coincidence if there's somebody in chattanooga listening and their name is that and they're an artist this is by no means coincidence this is just a coincidence had it not been a high-profile deal, mm. you know, Kat, Kat can make money on the fact that she indirectly advertised that she can do portraits by sharing it on social media. Yeah, but the medium is irrelevant. It could have been a picture of Stevie Wonder or anybody else. Exactly. Right, yeah, the subject matter could have been, you know, whatever. But the fact is, she's got a reputation because she can do that. Mm -hmm. So she's going to make more money. So it's it's an implied advertising. I think that's where the defense is really going to start to. I still to don't go see crazy. It. I I know I know, but it's like she's going to make money because she's Kat Von T, and she's done this right. Mm -hmm. This isn't the first time a photographer sued over the use of Miles Davis. Did you know that? No, I didn't. So I don't want to. I don't want to dwell too much on just Kat. same photographer or different one. Different one, but we'll come back to that photographer. Uh, Jay Mizell, right? He's a photographer in New York City. He did a, a portrait of Miles Davis uh, for an album cover for Miles Davis, kind of blue. It was the album cover. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not really into jazz, so I really can't tell you anything beyond that. But basically, uh, I don't want to get into details either on the names and stuff, but it, uh, it ended up being that the uh, person who infringed on the image I mean, we're talking like this is a pixelated image that was used 
trying to think of what it got used for. I'm, I'm looking here real quick to find out, but it, uh, he, we'll cut all this out. Yeah. He made something for <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> kind of bloop, I think is what the, the artist made. He ended up, uh, paying Jay Mizell $32,500. That was the actual lawsuit agreement. Wow. I'm going to show you the image. I'm not going to care. I'm not going to share it on social media or anything like that. I'm not going to put it on our page, but you can tell it's a derivative version yeah. of the photo. And what was he using it for? I, that's what I'm trying to find. I don't see where the, the, in this particular, it was a pixelated art version of the photo. And I don't even think it's that close of a likeness, honestly. I think it's off a little bit. There's there's some proportional problems with it. But, um, yeah, he won. Jay Mizell, the photographer, won. So I, I really think this photographer is going to win in the case of Kat Von D versus oh, really? uh, the photographer. Yeah, I, I really should have should that be, guy's name. It should be mind. thrown out. Well, interestingly enough, you brought up uh, a good point here. Like if somebody uses the the tongue logo from Rolling Stones that was created by uh, Andy Warhol, this same photographer who's suing Kat Von D is like a star witness in a case against the Warhol Foundation. Really? Yeah. For another photographer who took a picture of Prince, another great artist, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> the musician Prince. Or the artist formerly known as. No, right? he became Prince again. Did he? All right. Apparently, Andy Warhol back in the eighties did a a version where it was the photo, and then he printed orange, an orange square over Prince's head, and made it look like you know a typical Andy Warhol, right? And it literally is a complete reproduction done on you know a silkscreen type thing, you know. So that that's that. Now this, is, I want to go back to Cat for a second. She says that she freehanded this. Okay, I know a lot of tattoo artists who do a tracing. They'll they'll take the image, they'll copy it, they'll trace it. You know, if if she's found to be, you know, if it can be proved that she copied it and then stuck it on there as a transfer and then traced it, and yes, she might have freehanded it after she traced it. I get that, but if she legitimately freehanded it without having a tracing, uh, it gets a little more difficult in my in my book, technically speaking. You know, as a photographer and a painter, I can see both sides of this. It's story not going to be an well. exact reproduction, no matter what you do. So I just don't. No, it won't. And again, you can't go replicate the photo with Miles, right? Right. So when does it stop? <laughs> and is it only because Kat Von D is famous, or yeah. an image got famous, or the Warhols created, or Andy Warhol created an image that was of a famous person? Well, what about? I mean, what's going to happen with you? This the the makers is a mm -hmm. trademarked oh i worry about image. this all the time there are buildings that are trademarked right if right. i if i if i do a painting of a building and it's a trademarked image i could get sued this this always happens this is how frivolous the world has become no this is how artists are trying to make money when it's slow and that's what this probably probably i i this feel dude like probably hasn't taken a good picture since then yeah and he saw an opportunity you to know, to true to have some kind of Popularity. Stupid lawsuit. Yes. Yep. It when guys are selling t-shirts outside the 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 concert bootleg shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Round them up and kill them. Uh, <laughs> when people are selling prints, of, uh, not the artist formerly known as, but actual right. prints. Yeah. Of copies. Of, of, copies yeah. Of copies something. of of art and yeah. the artist isn't getting anything of that. Round them up and kill them. But maybe that's too extreme. But well, this know. really gets into my my head too. Of you know, pay for the damn movie. Pay for the damn right. song. You know, it's not that much money. 
because this is over licensing is what this boils down mm-hmm. to. It's the photographer feels a right to make money on licensing the image. And and to be able to control yeah. what they've created. I, I have a great example back in the MySpace days and when my band had released stuff, this when Grimstone was releasing music on MySpace and and we found some cool images on the internet and had different ones for each song. And I think Chris probably I think he added most of the, the pictures that he found and stuff to that. I never even can I mean, this never even crossed my mind. Yeah. I found these pictures on the internet and they were cool and it kind of right. went with the song. And uh, Tim Cruz Camp, um, really good photographer. I don't know if you know him, played in Pets or Meat. Yep. He sends me a message. He says, hey, uh, by the way, that picture you got there on, I forget what song it was, whatever. It's like, um, I know that artist and she don't really usually let people use stuff for that. And I'm thinking, what the fuck are you even talking about? And yeah. then, you know, we got talking and I realized like, well, fuck. Yeah, somebody did that image and they put it on there and we basically stole it and put it on there. I didn't hadn't even. It felt like it. fair use, I'm sure. Yeah, if it was just found on the internet. It was like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's cool. It's free yeah. advertising. But it's if I'm sitting there and I see my song on a on a commercial and I didn't tell them to do that, and I'm like, well, I don't believe in in Starbucks coffee. Why are they using? That's not good advertising for me. I didn't allow that. That's mine. I created that. And you quit hitting your cord. Well, it's hanging right there. <laughs> can you hear that? I can hear it really well. Uh, well, it's hanging there, Mike. I know. I mean, I get it. I get it in all aspects of it. The artist I, needs I, to be protected. I, I, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. But still. Has, have we gone overboard? Probably. Uh, we're a Sue Happy world. Uh, in fact, it, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast, you know, I, I like to think that all of our listeners are uh, geniuses. I really do. Um, they're, they're good people. I, I know quite a few people who listen to the podcast regularly. And our audience, our audience is the intellect best. level that, that, you, you know, know is, yeah. is more than most podcasts. Absolutely. Listeners. We're creative. We're smart. We're good people. I'm not smart. You know, you guys, well, I'm not a good person. I, but... I think people tune in just to hear me ramble about stupid shit and they want to laugh at me. Because I'm stupid, but I forget where I was even going with that. But anyway, <laughs> I, I think if you go back, if you read, like, let's just look at it this way. If you go back and you look at, let me bring social media into this, because I think it's where a lot of the, the image sharing and the prolification of images getting thrown around as fair use becomes very popular. Mm-hmm. And people, the, the, the lines are grayed. Because it's easy to get and everybody thinks, well, it's on the internet, so it's free. I'm sure you've seen on Facebook where people just, they'll post something. I don't, I don't give Facebook the right to use my images and blah, 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 and because they're going to steal them. The, those, the legalese that you're reading about Facebook or Instagram or any of the other social media sites where they say they're going to use your images literally takes them out of the lawsuit. That's the only reason they're making you agree to this shit. Mm-hmm. It says if somebody sues you, over an image that they posted on the internet, we're not liable because it was posted on our platform. Mm-hmm. We're making money on you, right? That's what people don't understand. Social media is making money on us. We are the people they're making money on because mm-hmm. they're selling advertisement to basically make their money. Mm-hmm. That's how they make their money. So when Facebook places an ad out there and your image just happens to show up, you know, they're not necessarily making an ad, right? Mm-hmm. This is the hard concept here. The, they're making money. God, I don't, I don't really want to get into this this because this can go on and you've got you've got things to do. I got things to do and I'm about out of rusty nail here. Um, let me just say that 
that that's what that's about. Mm-hmm. Okay, the the whole use thing. It gets it basically removes them from the lawsuit. If you go through and you look at the comments on anything today, I would be terrified if I had a jury of people trying to make a decision about my livelihood or my judgment or something that happened. Mm-hmm. Because I I got to be honest with you, I think we're living in the times of idiocracy. The movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really do. I, I'm not being mean. But, and I know there are some non-native English speakers who make comments, so I don't really want to pick on the grammar usage or the the fact that they don't know the difference between there, 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 and your, 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 your. And their their defense, (laughs) it is kind of dumb, but the English language is is a mess. It is. Uh, But if you're, you know, if you're born here and everything, you should know how to use the language a little better than most. But it's just, the logic is off the charts. Oh, yeah. So we have to understand that, in the case of Kat Von D versus this other, I'm not going to mention who it is because one, I can't remember, and two, I don't care. Um, she's famous. He's not. He's making, he's trying to make money on her. That's the way it feels. Yes, she did art for a friend on his body based on an image reference. Mm-hmm. No harm, no foul. That's the way I see I it. I don't even see if she made a whole business of just doing that photo for the rest of her career. Absolutely. I, I don't understand how that is impacting him. At all now, if she was, I don't either. If and she that's was making prints or making shirts and selling those, yeah, that's a different story. But you got to use a little bit of common sense. Yeah, and it's going to be, and, and there's not a lot of that going on right now in right. the courts or right anyway. And the argument is, she's potentially going to make money on that image because she shared it online. She shared it on one of these platforms that are completely free from lawsuit because they make you sign a thing in the beginning. Sorry, I'm chewing ice, but. It's going to be interesting to watch, and the ramifications yeah, either yeah. way are going to be felt for Yeah, quite and I'm some sure time. they're not going to make the guy remove the tattoo, right? They, they might. Is, is that on the table? Could they do that? I, I mean, I guess they probably could. They make a cover-up or whatever. You know, I don't want to get too far into this either because the, the current but news he's not cycle— the one, He's not the one getting sued. I, I know, but— So you know, I don't know like, how they could make him— Well, I mean, I don't understand how the government can make anybody do something with their body that— Oh, we're getting into uh, dangerous territory true. here. That's true. Um, I don't want to go there because there's there's something going on right now that rhymes with abortion that I really don't want to bring up. And, you know, I guess if people want to take a vacation to another state and visit friends and, you know, just take that vacation and do the vacation thing in another state and they do their thing, it should be their fucking business, right? And right. I, I'm going to leave it at that. You know, I, I'm on the fence on both that, but it, I, it's not me. I'm not the person to see here right. we are. I'm going, or not we, I. You need to calm down. I do get excited about The Viking things. is coming out. Yeah. I, I think we're losing freedoms in this country. And I think if you go back to the Kat Von D case um, of using the image, you know, the lawyers are making money. The, the judge is making money. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the jury's making something. They're probably getting reimbursed for their parking, getting a $10 check for showing up, and getting off work for free. And this guy's getting—I never heard of him or knew who exactly. it was that made that yeah. photo. I'm but not yeah, saying that he's not a famous photographer right. either. We Just because we don't know him doesn't mean much. But right. it, it's just the fact that it's an opportunity. It feels like opportunistic mm-hmm. income because he can't license the image and make money from it. Now he wants to go back and revert to— well, I didn't give her licensing rights. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. what it feels like to me. But again, going back to the jury, and I, I know I'm bombarding you because I'm trying to get this out of here really quick. Going back to the jury, 
I wouldn't trust them with choosing my fucking lunch right. compared to what I see on Instagram and Facebook. But there's a lot of just, smart people out there that's not on, that's not commenting. And I think yeah. you have to look. It's it's like you look at the people you argue with on the internet and you look at the, the ones that that are the loudest and the ones that comment the negative stuff all the time. And yeah. it's, for the most part, you don't see a lot of successful people arguing with other people on the internet. Uh, right. Not really. I mean, there's some, but by and large, it's not because you're too busy. You're too busy doing your own thing to yeah. to spew ignorance on the internet. So, all right. So let's quickly no. flip this. All right. What if you're a painter and you do a painting? Yes. Totally original. Yes, I can't right? draw. I'm terrible. You you throw some lemons up on the the table in front of you and you paint the lemons and the the, the image doesn't even exist anywhere else. Easy to replicate. Somebody else could put lemons on a table and do the same damn thing. Put them in the same orientation, blah, 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 whatever. They make a painting. Okay. But what if a photographer takes a picture of that painting and now uses it to make prints? I mean, at that point... He owes me some money. Right. Are we are we valuing one art over the other? And this, I think, is the argument for a lot of photographers because they, they capture a moment and sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's skill, sometimes it's a combination of both, and they're proud that they got that moment. This is the part of the, the Mizell image and the uh, other guy who did the one that Kat Von D re- reproduced might have a, a stake in this because they've got a they've got a unique image of Miles Davis right it's a good pose it's yeah, but probably not even the artist prince. they did a tattoo you well, can't even do a tattoo the same way twice it's just different so does that mean if somebody does an actual reproduction of one of my works as a painter but they're not making prints of it that makes it okay I don't see how you can necessarily, I, I don't think it's right, but I don't think it's necessarily legally wrong. If right. somebody's going to take one of your this paintings, like law, you, ha- you hang up. It, it, you do have ethics here, but this this is the argument that the defense is going to make, and it's going to try to sway, you know, John, who's on Facebook, making lewd comments and stupid comments about why SpaceX shouldn't be in the air. And <laughs> and he's just lost his mind over EVs and just completely argumentative about the current news situation, who's going to try to make a decision about if Kat Von D should owe this guy some money. That's my point. Yeah. It's kind of scary because it's just like it's at the will of the gods at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like who's whispering in that juror's ear as to say, you know, maybe maybe it's a failed photographer on that jury who says, yeah, fuck them. You know, it really could be. I, really? I mean, at that point, it comes down to the artistry of the lawyers and it shouldn't. But there is an art to it. It's an art to knowing your, yeah. knowing who you're talking to and how you're going to sp- yeah. spin it to yes, get through them the absolutely. best. Absolutely, and, and again, it shouldn't be. They're still it should, the paid. facts, the facts, <laughs> yeah, the facts should should. It's uh, an industry. No offense to should, my lawyer friends. The facts should speak for themselves, but it it doesn't. There's always no. anytime you're dealing with humans, it's going to be subjective. Yeah. So if somebody uh, does a cover song and now they're making money on the cover song, should the artist get paid? The original creator, the songwriter, the band, even. I know the drummer's usually left out in all the songwriting rights, but, you know, let's say. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's well, the they drummer. do. Whoever's got the, whoever <laughs> has the publishing rights end up getting getting that. That's usually who gets it. It's the suit. It's always the people who don't make the work that yeah. get the money, and the people who make the work typically just have to feed on the scraps that fall off the table. I mean, we put an ACDC song on our record, and we gave credit, but we were hoping that we'd get sued because we thought it'd be good for our career. And never <laughs> it's actually a good move. <laughs> well, how cool would that have been to have ACDC right, sue right. us? Yeah, it would be. I don't know. I, I just, 
Uh, I want to take a picture and uh, post it on my Instagram so that people can make comments on this particular show because I think it's important. I think it it merits additional thought and and I would love to know what people think about, you know, if there's something we're not looking at or what's different or what, you know. Right. This was a good show. Did you like your sex on the beach? No. No, I got sand in my vagina. I didn't like it. I had too much bite. I think it's what I'd say there's, is it peach or pear? Yeah. Pear juice? I don't like that. I I didn't like it at all. Well, you don't like anything foo-foo, and I do, so. (laughs) I like the the buttery nipples. Those were good. We got I got to make us, I'm bringing my blender, and I'm going to make us that ice cream thing. It's going to be a whole production, though. Yeah. Maybe we should do the podcast at my house one time. We can do that. That it's would easy. be kind of cool. And we'll we have can cats go crying. anywhere. Yeah. That would be yeah. cool. <laughs> we should have my cats in here. All right. We got to wrap this up. I've been, so. I've been told that it takes us too long to get to the point sometimes. I'm like, well, that's sometimes it does. That's that's the idea. Two artists walk into a bar. Yeah. You don't just start with the point. No. Who, who walks into a bar I and goes, know. I'm going to talk to you about drugs? Fired up. You got to work yourself into it. Hit me on Twitter. You can even direct message me. I don't care. At Michael Worth, uh, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-W-A-R-T-H. And and let me know. Do we take too long to get to the point? Because if we do, I don't care, but I want to hear your point, right? I'm not going to change because you said so. Right. I thought we but, got to the point pretty good today. Yeah, I, yeah, well, you know, it's one of the things. And about this comment or about this particular show, yeah. you know, tell me, does age really matter? And lastly, what are your thoughts on fair use, copyrights, and all the nonsense. Because China's going to use your images regardless because it's only an American copyright, right? Right, right. Well, yeah, Roger, a guy I play with, he had somebody stole one of his songs in Italy. Yeah. Couldn't do nothing about it. Right. But another thing, uh, a third thing I'd like to know, does Paul hit the chord too much? That's what I want to know. It was hanging right here, Mike, and I talk Uh, with my hands. Yeah, I I did a really shitty job of setting up today. All right. Normally, my my cables are a little bit more You say I normally tap the mic stand. I made sure the mic stand was out of the way, so I wouldn't Yeah, you did good there, and I actually have mine. I've touched mine a couple times. Oh, I know, so why don't you fuck yourself? I'm trying not to do it. All right, share this episode. Subscribe if you're not already. I'd love to know your thoughts. May your (laughs) drinks be wet and your muse be thirsty. May your drinks be wet and your muse thirsty. I guess it's better than the other way around. If you said the other <laughs> way, wow. May your drinks be thirsty and your muse... No, we better not go there. I'm going to make some reproductions of your uh, your paintings and then I'm going to sell them. Yeah, go ahead. Do what you can do because I can't sell them me. The life of a starving artist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, think any one of us are missing any meals. I know. Yeah. yeah right? Uh, <laughs> I clearly don't. <laughs> Uh, it's good to have you in here, though. It's good to be here. Because I was really, you had me worried about everything. We're not going to get into details on that, but... Uh, yeah, my heart was a little bit wickety-wackety. We'll, yeah. we'll see what's happening. Yeah, just take care of yourself. Till Valhalla. Yeah. All right, then. Let's uh, shut her down. I'm trying to. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And remember, may your tasties be musy. Well, how's it go? I, I don't know. May I don't remember. be thirsty and your drinks tasty. Is that the way we do it? I don't it? know. I, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> I know. For some reason, I can't. It's because we don't do it right every time. We always do it right you always say the same thing that's because i read it may your drinks be tasty is that it yeah is your that muse thirsty yeah because you want your muse to be thirsty you want the little drunk bitch talking in your ear that's the idea no i understand <laughs> but may your drinks be tasty is that really what it is yes i wrote it <laughs> all right well thanks everybody may oh your drinks God. be tasty and your muse be thirsty
thirsty. Why would it? Why would it be? May your muse be tasty and no, your drinks be thirsty. I why would it be that way? I don't know. I know the last part's thirsty, but I couldn't remember what if it was about drinks or what it was about at all. I had a head injury. Uh, you want know like fuck you? How's that sound? I didn't get a picture yet. Are you gonna take one? I am. Well, we're still alive. So take yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. While usually, we're, usually we're, we're done. We're see you, Paul. No. Bye. Asshole. <laughs> I know. Usually my pictures are better. <laughs> they are. Put the microphone in your face. It's gonna be hard for me to edit this. You know that, right? Oh God, you in the editing. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. All right, <laughs> bye, Paul. Are we still recording? Yes. You said you turned it off. I didn't. You're a fuck. You got things to do. See you, buddy. All right. Bye.